Well, hello, folks. This is Jamie Oichel from RunningRestaurants.com. We are back with episode two of Restaurant Dirt, where we talk about all the things that can go wrong at a restaurant, uh, the lessons you can learn from that, and of course, how to avoid similar mistakes at your restaurant. Episode one was really great, and I hope you got a chance to check that out. And we're looking to build off that with the goal to save you time and money and frustrations and tears that go along with it. So let's get into it. Joining me to share some disasters from his previous life in the restaurant business is Roger Bogren from Restaurant Rockstars. Roger is a former restaurant owner and operator who had wild success with his restaurants. Now at Rockstars, he is an author and speaker and coach and consultant and trainer to restaurant operators all around the world on how to improve their business. So Roger, welcome, buddy. Thanks for joining me. Hey, thank you, James, for having me back. This is always a great time. There he is. Yeah, no, we got into some stuff last time, and I call them doozies because you laid out some stuff that if you did at your business, man, you really got you really got punched in the nose on a couple of big things. And, and we're going to talk about some wowzers again today. And, and really, it's fun because these are, you know, not fun not fun in the in the case when you you relive them. You're like, oh man, now that stuff happened. But this stuff happens to every restaurant. So if we can talk about some stuff and learn from it. Uh, hopefully people around the uh, the world and, and country can say, oh, man, uh, they're going to give them a chance to avoid some of these mistakes. So so let's get into today's uh, topic. And we're going to talk about some dangerous situations that happen in restaurants that can potentially lead to lawsuits. You have some really kind of crazy stories. I'm going to let you roll a little bit. All right. Well, you know, we go into this business, obviously, with the best of intentions, but not necessarily knowing that it is a very hazardous business in many ways. And the unexpected is always around the next corner. And I remember my, my second restaurant we were building from scratch. We actually bought land and built a building. And when the concrete guys were pouring the foundation, which would be the first floor slab where all the dining room and the bar tables were going to be, I got this brilliant, seemingly brilliant idea, a marketing idea. You know, I'm a big fan of what I call hooks, right? Yeah. So we were in Maine, and we had a rustic, um, outdoorsy theme, and the name of the place was the Great Grizzly Bar and Steakhouse, and there was a 13-foot grizzly, you know, carved uh, with a chainsaw grizzly bear on the front lawn, and everything about it was, you know, going to be a hook and wow factor and all that kind of thing. And I got this idea that I wanted to take some old vintage snowshoes while the concrete was still wet and make these snowshoe tracks coming in the front door of the place right. in the concrete. And that was a really seemingly good idea at the time until a customer tripped with high heels in one of these snowshoe tracks in the concrete and, you know, hit her head on a table and sued us. You know, So, of course... Right. In, in hindsight now, it would have been a smart thing to do to obviously fill those in with some clear acrylic over the indentations. That would have taken away some of the wow factor. We did that later after the, you know, the potential lawsuit happened. So that was like the first thing. And then a couple of months later, um, you know, the theme again was rustic, and we had a lot of stuffed animals uh, that uh, a taxidermist donated these to us. Right. And we had moose and deer and all kinds of things uh, on the walls. And we had this large moose head with huge antlers mounted over a family-style table. I think it was a ten-top. And so here's a ten-top, you know, people having a really great time. And there's plates and there's bottles of wine everywhere. And somehow, don't ask me how, I thought this moose was secure. This moose tumbles about seven feet off the wall and lands right in the middle of their dinner while they're oh. dining. And bottles are breaking and plates are smashing and food is splashing all over people. And it was like, 
it became this spectacle where, you know, the rest of the diners, once they realized that no one was hit or hurt, the whole place erupts in applause, you know? So of course you go into damage control mode, you gotta comp a lot of dinners, give a lot of gift certificates to come back, say a lot of apologies and fall on your sword. Thankfully that didn't turn into anything but, you know, I quickly realized at that time, and this goes back so many years, that this is a litigious society and people will sue at the drop of a hat. And there are certain people, unfortunately, that prey on businesses and go in just hoping that they'll get something and they'll stage an accident. And I've even seen some of that happen. So these were seemingly innocent blunders that I made that, you know, caused some issues for my business. And I, I quickly realized that, you know, you just got to be diligent. You know, you got to keep your eyes open all the time. And we can get into training your staff to do the same thing as well. But, yeah, those are two early mistakes that go back about 18, 20 years ago. I mean, the moose uh, makes me go, holy cow, that that thing could have just wrecked you. Uh, it lands on a kid, lands on uh, anybody, uh, takes them out. And, yeah, all, all of a sudden it's, it's all over the newspapers. Hey, a new restaurant guy totally screws up and drops a moose on, on Jimmy and Sally. And, and, and you're right. Done. You can't make that up, but I mean, think of think of how that really could have gone south had we actually injured someone. And you'd think that this thing weighed, it had to have weighed about 40 or 50 pounds. If that fell on someone's head, I mean, it would have been a serious injury for sure. So we were very fortunate that it just landed on the table and, you know, kind of broke up the plates and glasses, but nothing else happened beyond that. But it's, it just opens your eyes to what can happen out there. If you got decorations on the wall, make sure they're rock solid secure. And that's common sense now, but. Apparently, it happened to us. It happens. And you all, you remind me of talking about falling on people's heads. You talked about the drink rail upstairs. Yes, that's another thing. So we built a second floor mezzanine on this place our second year in business. And we mistakenly didn't have sort of a back rail that prevented, uh, you know, people were playing pool up there. We had pool tables and games and things. And people would put their pints or their drinks on this drink rail that really had no uh, you know, back rail to prevent those drinks from tumbling off the second floor onto the dance floor below, and that happened several times. So a full pint of beer falls over the rail, and, you know, now you're talking 10, 11 feet. That could have hit people. They just smashed on the floor. I mean, we fixed that immediately, but three, four drinks fell over the side first before we fixed that problem. I mean, this is common sense stuff, right? But in the heat of let's get this construction done and not lose any downtime, you, you build it and you see after the fact where the flaws are. Yeah, man. You know, one of the things I remember talking about with you early on in one of our calls is uh, uh, you, your staff, but also you. And we, you're talking about these little details in your business now. Uh, I would, one of the takeaways I want, I think, from today is look at the small details of your business. These are little things that all of a sudden could have been big deals. But, but now, you know, walk your, walk your parking lot, walk your entrance, walk your floor, sit in all your seats. What can go wrong in all these places? Uh, but don't just do it yourself. How do your staff do it? And that's one of the things you really excel at, right? Having your staff kind of take that mentality. Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, the things I'm talking about happened as I was learning the business. I was brand new to this business. I had no experience getting into it. And I later created all kinds of fail-safe systems that, you know, did a lot of things. It trained my staff. It maximized profits. I put systems in place across the restaurant. But one of the most important things that you're talking about was really developing your staff and training them to think like an owner. You know, everyone's got a set of eyes 
everyone walks through the front door to enter your restaurant. I had 52 total employees in this 300-seat restaurant, and obviously not every one of them is on the schedule on any given day, but on any given day, we've got anywhere from 20 to 30 people working in this place, and they're all coming through the front door, and we empowered them to see what the customer sees before they see it, fix whatever's broken if they had the capability to do so. If it was something beyond their capability, they'd bring it to my attention or the general manager's attention. And the customer literally saw nothing that was amiss because we had 30 or 40 people every single day looking at this stuff and looking out. And it could be anything from a hazardous situation to dirty windows or a light bulb burned out or a poster that was advertising an event that happened last week and now that's out of date. It's like all that stuff. And we trained them and we recognized and we, re, excuse me, we rewarded their performance in many, many ways. But, you know, there's nothing more important than empowering your staff to see what the customer sees. Because let's face it, if you don't do this, we're talking negative impressions every day in your restaurant. Some of these may prevent your customers from coming back again. So yeah, I was really I proud of that program. It works super great. And I recommend everyone do it. Yeah, I'm just thinking as a customer, you'll sit down in that booth and, and it'll be some blinds next to you and you'll look over and the thing will just be coated with dust and you're like, yes. that's disgusting. And it's right. because nobody, nobody with any ownership mentality has sat there to care enough about that spot that probably should have been cleaned, obviously. Uh, but as a customer, I'm like, oh, man, I mean, I get it, but I'm like, that's not, that's not, that's not right and that's not good. And uh, you, you talk about rewarding the folks. And I know one of the things you did that was neat was, uh, I'm going to mess up what it's called, but difference dollars or something like that. Yeah. Uh, where folks in your business, um, you catch them doing something right and you reward them. And so then that, that mentality right. builds on itself. Talk about that. Making a difference. Uh, before we get into that, let me go back to what we were talking about just a second ago. You know, not only did we have, um, you know, 52 people with a set eyes looking at all this stuff, but we actually established, you know, what we called battle zones in the restaurant where certain staff that worked, worked certain sections were responsible for policing that individual area. So they were responsible. Make sure every single table in that section does not wobble. I never, ever want to see a, a bent in half coaster under part of a table. You know, that was a huge pet peeve of mine. I want those table levelers and I want them to be perfect rock solid every night. I want the condiments to be clean. You know, you go into a place and you open the ketchup and there's like all the ketchup residue around the outside of the bottle. It's like, no, it's like you're in charge of your section. That's all part of your side work and you will not cash out at the end of the night until that area is policed and it's in great shape. So, you know, that brings us to the difference dollars. I mean, those were the basics of just doing your job. That's what was expected as part of your key results. But we rewarded people for going above and beyond and, you know, it could be anything from solving a customer's problem. Uh, you know, they locked their keys in the car and someone was empowered enough to, you know, get on their cell phone and call the local towing company that would come open their doors. It's like we we bent over backwards to help our customer. That would be an example of making a difference. Internally helping a teammate. You know, maybe the busboy's walking across a slippery kitchen floor with a full tray in her bucket of dishes and he slips and smashes everything on the floor. Somebody else jumps in and helps him clean up the mess. That's making a difference, you know? So every week we would recognize two people in the restaurant. Uh, before we opened the doors on a Saturday, we'd call, you know, 30 people that were working that night. We'd all gather around in a circle in the kitchen, and then I would get up and talk about what these people did that made a difference, and then I'd hand them a $20 bill and a can of Red Bull, and it was a very simple program called right. Difference Dollars, and the 20 bucks in the Red Bull, it kind of made their night, you know, but it elevated the team spirit. 
and you know that sense of empowerment and then everyone it just elevated the whole morale of the team and it just reinforced what we were trying to achieve making sure that every customer's experience was amazing so that positive impressions were all that we were putting out and then all this stuff obviously finds its way to social media and online reviews and if you didn't do this stuff all those reviews may be negative reviews you know something happens to a customer if you don't handle it the right way look out i mean these things can really hurt your business so your staff are the key and empowering them is really that competitive advantage yeah Raj, i scratched down a couple things there one was 20 bucks so it wasn't like yeah. hey i've given them two thousand dollars in a new car or whatnot it's like hey 20 bucks and, and people actually will get excited about that yes it could be movie tickets or something else or anything something really small. That's you know, it's a small price to pay, Jim, uh, for the ultimate benefits that you get. I mean, this is just one small piece of a training system I called Sales Stars. But the end result of Sales Stars, on top of the increased check averages, on top of the amazing guest service experience, is probably the most important thing to any restaurant is lowering turnover. This is a high turnover business. It costs you a ton of money to turn and burn new people all the time if you can't keep them. And this one program, you know, we had a 90, I think it was a 91 or a 92% retention rate in a seasonal restaurant that was only open four months a year. Everyone had to go out and get new jobs at, at the end of the season. And 92% of them came back every fall and it became this real, team spirit and what I call this culture of hospitality, family, and fun. And, and the key word there is family. So the customers felt like family at our place and they made friends with the staff and they, and they asked for their favorite staff every time they came in. And then obviously the staff were making friends with the customers and, and the staff felt like family and we treated everyone like, you know, it was all about teamwork and respect. Those two words are critical in any restaurant and lead by example. If you're a manager or an owner, lead by example. Don't be too important to clean a window, bust a table, pick up a mess on the floor. I did it for years and years and years, and that rallied the team. Yeah. When they see that the owner of the place is busting tables and working right alongside them in the trenches, then they, a certain respect comes from that. And I didn't do it to gain respect. I just did it because that was my nature, and it was part of a team. And I was, you know, I was just another person on that team. And uh, the guest was the ultimate beneficiary of that type of service. So I totally recommend that philosophy. Yeah, you hit, you, again, you hit a lot there. And uh, lead by example is important. And I, I asked for our, our readers for some feedback uh, the other day, this weekend. And I just heard back, labor, 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 yes. how to get people. I'm telling you. We're going to mm -hmm. talk about that in a future issue. And some of the stuff you just talked about is, is a key part of that. When you have the right team and they're, and they're willing to, to bend over backwards for you, that that's a big part of the equation. But um, yeah, and I'll go back to the wobble story. We ate last uh, Sunday at a place and wobble, 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 oh, sticking napkins under it. The the, uh, the the staff person is like, oh, I don't know what to do to fix it. And we're like, all right, whatever, don't worry about it, we'll deal with it. And, and it kind of it comes one of those small things that degrades the experience. And um, it does. Mm -hmm. uh, one last thing to to kind of wrap on this topic because I wanted to hit this one uh, because it's another 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 wowser, right? I know you had a. Uh, I think it was a professional sports star in your place, and you had an incident with that dude. Same thing, a, sm a small thing you did wrong that really could have cost you. What, what happened there? 
Yeah, we were limited. I mean, we had a very, very large building, but we were over concerned about, you know, every square inch of any restaurant is valuable real estate. And if you've got a really busy place, especially on weekends, you're just trying to maximize your table turn, serve the maximum number of people possible. And we never made space for a coat check. And we were at a winter ski resort. So everyone would, you know, we had lots of coat hooks on beams and all along the walls and on chairs and people would just put their coats there. But we never had a dedicated coat check that would have prevented any minor thefts from happening. And there was a pinball machine in the corner of the bar that used to stack up with jackets. And yes, we had a professional sports star, very large person, a football player, a nationally recognized name that just happened to come in one night to our place. And his jacket happened to be on this pinball machine and another, uh, shall we say, dishonest person was rifling through the jackets looking to steal a wallet or whatever, picked the wrong jacket to steal, was witnessed by this professional sports star. And then you can obviously sort of see where this is going, but professional sports star punched out the customer right in the middle of the bar in front of everyone, literally opened his face wide up. This guy needed lots of stitches, and we ended up taking him to the hospital. And that could have been a major uh, debacle especially in the age of camera phones, online reviews, oh, uh, yeah. could have been a lawsuit, the whole nine yards. And the whole thing just sort of went away. Never heard another thing about it. We took him to the hospital. They sewed him up. His friend came and got him, took him home and, you know, did the best we could. But clearly he was, you know, in, in the wrong. And there were lots of witnesses that said, yeah, he was rifling through jackets. But still, it was a dangerous situation that could have been prevented with a coat check. And we didn't have one. And that's my fault. Right. Yeah, absolutely, dude. You 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 could have got wrecked there. As you as you discussed on it, if that happened <laughs> last weekend, you are on uh, you're on the news. Like, you're oh yes. The news today. Oh it been, man. It would have been it would have been cameraed from yeah. like ten different angles. It would have been everywhere. It would have Bad been press. And Facebook mm -hmm. and, and it would it would have killed you. So yeah, people. I mean, so so anyway, the takeaways for today is 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 look at those things in your business. Have systems for them in place uh, that you can be safe and secure, and you're looking at it with an eye that is fresh from the customer's perspective, looking for those little things that could really, uh, as, as we're gonna go with the, the theory today, punch you in the face uh, uh, and really make a big difference. So uh, I think I think that's what we wanna have to take away for today. Look for those dangerous situations. You wanna avoid lawsuits. Uh, Roger talked about it earlier. People are looking for those situations. They are bad for your business. It'll distract you. It'll take money away from your, your even if you're right, it's gonna take money away from your business. So you gotta be careful with that stuff. Uh, Roger, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and, and give a few closing thoughts, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna load uh, your uh, sales star uh, video because I think that's cool. But uh, give some give some thoughts. Close yeah, and you know I can't emphasize enough that that your staff are really your brand builders. They're the cornerstone of your business, and they do so many different things. They don't just serve the public. They don't just sell. They don't just give amazing dining experiences. But it really becomes uh, you know more than that. That family culture is so important to reducing turnover, just to create an atmosphere where people feel respected and valued and recognition and rewards are so important and I can go on all day talking about how your staff are gold and they're either a great impression first and last impression or they're ruining your business and I learned that a long time ago and you know you know the story about uh, I don't eat the pizza that's a whole nother story but I learned a long time ago that what your staff do and say can absolutely sabotage your business if they're not trained and well trained so it's, it's so important. Training, recognition, and rewards is probably the most important thing you can do in any restaurant.
Yeah, and Roger has a great program called Sales Stars. He, and he, he produced a good video, so I want to want to try to load it for folks right now and, and play that for you to talk a little bit about what he does. Let's see if this loads for us. Customers seek more than great food and drink. They seek an amazing dining experience. Your front of house team are the absolute cornerstone to this experience, but many hosts, bus staff, and servers have never been effectively trained. I'm Roger. In my 20 years running super profitable and fun restaurants, I created systems to teach the entire team to not only serve, but to sell at the highest level. The Sales Stars training program will help you build a dream team that will bring your customers back again and again. Begin training your staff with Sales Stars today. Roger there. I'm here. Yeah, Thanks. The, the audio didn't play for me. I hope it played into, into the video feed for the video. I love that video. Uh, if not, we'll, we'll link to it. I just think it's great. You produce a really cool video for your stuff. But uh, uh, so as, as, as we wrap up, I want to give folks uh, a chance to uh, find us on the web. So uh, Running Restaurants is out there, runningrestaurants.com, uh, where you can find a whole bunch of tips. We have over 1,200 articles for restaurants all over the place covering marketing, operations, service, uh, cost of goods sold, Facebook tips, tech tips, all over the place. We, we've been doing that for almost 20 years now on, online. Uh, so please check us out on the website. We got the Facebook web, Facebook uh, where we put new stuff, and that's at Facebook slash Running Restaurants. Uh, also follow us Twitter at Jamie Oikel, Instagram at Jamie Oikel, YouTube slash Jamie Oikel, and then uh, uh, relatively new, we're in the uh, the iTunes store with the uh, the podcast and uh, the iTunes or Google Play. Search for Running Restaurants, you'll find the podcast there. So we're, we're in a whole bunch of places. We want to make sure we're delivering content for restaurant operators uh, who are looking for tips and ideas to run their business better and be profitable. Uh, that's what we're here for. We've been here for years trying to help folks uh, with those tips. And Roger, uh, much like us, has great content all over the place. Somewhere they can find you, Roger. Yeah, that's restaurantrockstars.com. Uh, we also have a podcast called the Restaurant Rockstars Podcast. We interview industry leaders. We interview chefs companies that have leading edge technologies, anything that I think will help an operator run a stronger, more profitable business. And then of course, uh, we do our own uh, content, finance, marketing tips, uh, service training tips, and you can find that on iTunes as well and on, the, and on the website. And then a variety of systems just to help you, like I say, run stronger, more profitable restaurants. Yeah, Roger's stuff is awesome. A lot of our members uh, have bought his programs. So I encourage folks to check his stuff out, absolutely. And now we're gonna keep going with this series. We're gonna poke at some things that folks are doing wrong in the restaurant with the, the goal of helping them avoid that. So stay tuned, both on the website, subscribe at, at places like YouTube and, and, the, and the iTunes, so you can see that stuff when it comes out so you don't miss anything. Uh, we covered a lot today, Raj. I appreciate it, man. You, uh, you did great as always. Thank you, sir. So fun. Thank you for having me, Jane. Talk again. You got it, buddy. All right, we're going to wrap up. This has been uh, fun stuff. Uh, folks, it's been Jamie Oakle from RunningRestaurants.com along with Roger Bowen from RestaurantRockstars.com. Thank you so much for listening and all the best for your restaurant business.